Hi, and welcome to the Deeper Than Money podcast. I am your host, Chloe Elise. I'm a millennial money coach, speaker, dog mom, and a seven on the Enneagram. And I am on a mission to prove to you that finances can be fun and easy. On the Deeper Than Money podcast, we will dive into all things millennial finance, debt, saving, mindset, and how to have financial freedom to enjoy life in your 20s and 30s. I want you to leave this podcast with more confidence around your moolah and the belief that your biggest financial dreams are possible for you. So let's talk money. Hello and welcome back to the Deeper Than Money podcast. Holy buckets, if you are listening to this podcast episode in real time, It's December of 2023, which is so wild. 23, 2023, like simultaneously feels like it has gone by so fast and yet so much has happened. It's just been so wild, but it just does not feel like it should already be December and the holiday season. And oh my gosh. So I have just been very much taking time and being like, hey, ground yourself in it is December because sometimes, I don't know about you, but sometimes when I'm like, holy cow, it's already December. And then I just go back to the busyness and all the things I have to do. Then it feels like I never ground myself in the moment. And then December is is then gone. And I'm like, wait, I didn't even, I feel like I didn't even like live in December in that moment. So if you're feeling like, holy cow, I can't believe it's December, I'm right there with you. But take a minute and ground in just existing at this time right now. Because for me, you know, whether you're celebrating the holidays or gearing up around this time for some time off work or whatever it may be and whatever that may look like for you. For me, and I think there is a common collective, that this can be a really beautiful season of resting and chilling and like that winter, you know, hibernating type vibe where it's like, I just want to cuddle up and chill. And I'm not saying you can't have goals or dreams or whatever else, but really just taking time to exist and rest. Rest is so productive. Rest is so necessary. And there has to be ebbs and flows always. And I spend a lot of the year girl bossing. I spend a lot of the year pushing forward and hitting goals and dreaming of the next thing and, you know, hitting new wild milestones and setting bigger ones and going, going, going. And I love doing that. And and some of that is just my personality. I'm a big dreamer. I love going after stuff. I love going after goals and opportunities and learning and all of that. But there has to be that ebb and flow and that yin and yang. And if not, then there's burnout and then there's overwhelm. And there, I don't, I've, I've been working so hard this year. Instead of trying to have perfect balance all of the time, to instead focus on yin and yang, ebb and flow. There are seasons where I'm going, going, going. I'm going so hard. I'm pushing for the next thing. 
and that's okay. And then there's also seasons like this season I'm in in this moment, which is I'm slowing down. I'm, you know, committing to less and enjoying the the time of of chilling. And that's so wonderful. And I think for a lot of people who are the go, go, go people, it can feel like, oh, I'm not doing enough because I'm slowing down because you're used to doing more or this isn't productive. I'm wasting time. And it's, you know, rest is not ever time wasted. It is protecting your body and, you know, maybe the healing and the all of those things. And they're so wonderful. And for me, at least, this is the time of year where I just, I, I love it. I love slowing down and I don't guilt myself for that. So I hope this is a season, whether it be a season of ebb or flow for you, I hope that whichever season it is that you're enjoying it and you're grounded in it and not rushing through it. But anyway, let's talk about the the holiday season. And in particular, let's talk about gift giving season because I have had a lot of questions recently about people who are feeling stressed about overspending, stressed about the financial impact of gift giving, while simultaneously the guilt of wanting to give so badly to the people around you, your loved ones, your community, whatever else, and really feeling torn between those two things. So let's talk about really what that looks like and some tangibles and also some deeper than money philosophy of walking ourselves through what alignment looks like. So the biggest thing is the we've talked about this a ton on the podcast, but everything comes back to spending and alignment. Anytime we're talking about spending money and not that you have to spend money to give gifts, and we're going to talk about that too, but often in some capacity, you are spending money to give gifts on average. And we don't want to shame ourselves for spending money or feel guilty for spending money if it's in alignment. The goal is not to spend as little as possible. And the goal also doesn't need to be to spend as much as you can, as much as possible. I remember in high school, I don't know why this memory just came to me, but I remember in high school, I started working when I was like 14 years old and have had jobs ever since. So when I was in high school, I genuinely was like, okay, I have to spend every penny I make on my boyfriend at the time and get him like the best Christmas presents ever because that's how, you know, he's going to know I care about him and like whatever else. And, you know, so I think about how I used to spend in in that example or I have a million other examples, but how I have spent over the years has changed dramatically. It's gone up. It's gone down. It's gone all over the place. When I was in college and trying to figure out finances and I was working on saving an emergency fund and paying off debt, I've literally told my family, hey, besties, I don't want to do gifts this year 
So can we, you know, just like spend the time together and you don't have to get me a gift and I won't get you a gift and we can both save money. And everyone was like, okay, sounds good. Um, especially at that time, my older sister was in grad school and also she was, you know, full-time student getting her PhD. She's a genius and also working part-time. And then my younger brother was in high school. And so especially for the kids, it that wasn't like, no, what? That's crazy. It was like, okay, yeah, <laughs> sounds great. Less pressure. And so there was a season where I literally didn't get any gifts. And then there have been seasons where I, you know, just want to ball out and all over the map. And that's another reason. And I'm going to make a specific podcast episode about this. But that's why I don't want you to map how you should or shouldn't be spending around the holiday season based on how I spend around the holiday season. Because how I spend will continue to evolve based on my priorities based on where I'm at, based on how I want to spend my money, the resources I have, all of those things. And that is an ever-changing thing. Alignment in my life is constantly changing. And so if you are looking to me or, or looking to somebody else and saying, well, how much do you spend or what do you do for this? And then just copying that you're trying to copy a moving target because that that will always change for me. So instead of me saying, here's how I spend and this is how you should spend, I want you to find alignment in what alignment looks like for you. So let's talk about how to figure that out, right? If you're like, I don't know what alignment looks like, what does it look like tangibly and from a deeper than money perspective too. So the first thing you can start with to create this tangible amount is to sit down and look at your finances and say, what do I want to be spending this holiday season on gift giving if that's something that you're wanting to do and wanting to partake in it? So what does that look like? Is that $50? Is that $10? Is that $500? Is it $1,000? Okay. Again, I'm making it up. I'm throwing it out. There's no guilt. There's no shame. And also notice for you if, let's say, if I said, yeah, it doesn't matter if it's $10 or $10,000, I want you to notice if there's any judgment or icky feelings that come up for you of like whatever amount of thinking like, why would anybody spend that? We want to notice when those emotions come up in us because while we are trying to shed shame and judgment for in ourselves and how we spend, we also want to be really careful about the shame and judgment that we are sending to other people as well. So if there are other people who, you know, are spending way more than you or way less than you and you're thinking like, oh my gosh, like why would you ever only spend $50 on Christmas? Like this is the time to blah, blah, blah. Or maybe you're thinking, how would anybody ever spend $1,000? Like, that's wow, that's so wasteful, blah, blah, blah. That is for someone else to decide their alignment, okay? And a lot of times when we're sending judgment to other people, that is the same voice that judges ourselves and fills us with shame and guilt around our spending, so we don't we don't want to do that. We don't want to send that energy to other people. We don't want to send that energy to money. 
and we don't want to send that energy back to ourselves. So notice if anything like that came up for you and be like, oh, whoa, that's wild and bless and release that (laughs) so we can keep going. But I want you to sit down, look at your savings, look at your spending that you have for this month and figure out what do I want to set aside for gift giving? It's fine if it's $0. It's fine if it's $100. It's fine if it's $500. It's fine if it's whatever, as long as that tangibly works for you. Okay. So you're going to have your amount. We're going to start with your amount, whatever that is. Okay. So you're listing at the top of your piece of paper, you're going to list, here's the amount I'm allocating for gift giving this holiday season. And you can even expand it too if you want to do like a category of here's how much I'm willing to or like wanting to allocate for gift giving. Here's how much I'm wanting to allocate for the holiday season. Maybe it's a, you know, Christmas potluck at work or Christmas party with your friends or whatever that may be. You can also do apply these same principles to that or frankly anything else. So, okay. So you set that amount at the top of the paper. Let's say it's $150. And then what we're going to do is you're going to write down every single person that you want to make a gift for, right? Create a gift for. Again, it does not necessarily mean you have to spend money on a gift. It just means you want to do something for someone. It can be a card. It can be um, something that's free. Like It doesn't matter. But if you want to do something, if you want to give a gift this holiday season to someone, write their name down. So first, you're going to have the amount. Then step two, you are going to have the names of everyone you want to give a gift to. Then what we're going to do is to go through and allocate the amount of money you're spending to that list of people. There, this is not a hierarchy. Sometimes, and we have to remember this, sometimes my most wonderful gifts that I've given, the most thoughtful gifts, have nothing to do with how expensive they are or how much money I spent. So don't feel like you're going through and being like, this is my top tier person, so I'm going to spend more. And this person I don't care about, so they get $0. That's not what this is. This isn't some sort of like prize that they're winning. It is literally just how you're going to allocate your funds, okay? So you're going to go through, and and some of this you might not know, right? Some of this you might be like, you know what? I haven't figured out what I'm going to give that person. So this can always be moved around. But maybe there's a couple of people. Maybe it's like a couple of coworkers that you really want to just take a second and write a card to. And maybe you're going to buy a holiday pack of cards at Target for 10 cards in their $3 section. And so that is going to cover 10 people that you want to write a card to. And that's $3 that's going to come out of your holiday spending. And also don't overlook just writing a card. I love getting cards in the mail. I love, love, love getting cards in the mail. There doesn't have to be anything in the card. Just the thought that somebody that I care about took time to sit down and write a card for me is is one of my favorite things ever. And again, a lot of times the the expense on that can be so minimal. So maybe it is, maybe you're going to hand those cards out to your coworkers at work. Maybe you're going to send them the mail. So you also need to factor in buying some stamps. Okay, cool. We're going to write that down. Then you're going to keep going down the list of, okay, maybe some neighbors that you want to 
do something for. And maybe you decide, you know what, I'm going to bake some cookies. And so let's say you have four neighbors that you want to do something for. And you're like, okay, maybe I'm going to buy $25 worth of baking, like cookie stuff. And I'm going, that's going to be enough for, let's say you have five neighbors to make my math easier. We have five neighbors and um, you're going to buy cooking stuff that's $25. And that is, that will cover baking cookies for the five neighbors. And you're going to put cookies on a, you know, on a plate, cover it with saran wrap and go and deliver those cookies. So those are your neighbors checked off the list and that came in to $5. Okay, cool. Then you're going to keep going through your list. And this is when you can really start to set expectations with people for what gift giving looks like, especially if it's going to be some sort of setting that you feel pressured or, you know, what if I'm not doing enough? For me, I can tell you my family a couple years back changed our normal gift giving and now we do a gift exchange. And honestly, I feel like in the beginning I was a little against it. I was like, well, this is kind of silly. Like we're just getting, we went from, you know, getting presents to whoever to now you're only getting one gift for one person. There's a $50 limit. And I was just like, oh, I don't know. Like, you know, what if I want to do something different for somebody else? But I was like, no, let's try it out. And everyone in the family kind of felt that way. We were all like, yeah, we'll see. Like, you know, this is kind of changing our tradition, but maybe we'll try it out. We all loved it. And it's so fun because the the gifts that each person gets ends up being so thoughtful or practical or really just created and curated to that person. And it's so fun to be like, oh my gosh, like who had who and whatever else. And it's it has become so wonderful. So for me, if I was sitting down and doing this, then I would go and say, okay, for my family, you know, Christmas, I have one person and I know I'm spending $50 or under because that's a limit. So if I'm planning that out, I'm literally writing family Christmas, $50 because I know that's what I'm going to spend. I have two nieces and they're not in the gift exchange yet. And so I did get something for each of them as well. So then I would write that down separate. But then you can go through and say, okay, do you have um, friends or, you know, uh, somebody special in your life, other uh, family members, your partner, some a mentor in your life, like whoever, who else do you want to give a gift for? And then you can start estimating, okay, I want to spend about $15 or I want to spend about $100 or whatever it is with the name of the person. And this is when you want to think about, okay, alignment. If you get to a point where you're like, but I want to spend more money than what I've allocated. You are a grown ass adult. You are allowed to increase how much you have planned spending. But what is the outcome of that? Is the outcome of you doing that financial stress on you? I just made a post about this last week, but no one in your life who genuinely has your best interest in mind would ever want you to spend something on them that would put you in a worse financial situation. If I was given a Christmas gift and from, you know, a, a friend or family member 
and then later found out that that caused them a ton of financial stress or hardship or whatever, I would feel terrible. I would never want, ever, ever, ever want someone to give me something that hurts them because ultimately, what do I care about most? I care most about them. And and also, like I said earlier, I would love a card. I would love somebody taking the time, sitting down. And better yet, my favorite thing in the world is a handmade card. I love getting cards that are a piece of paper folded in half that somebody drew on or decorated. One of my best friends, um, multiple times, it's now, I hope, become a tradition because it's my favorite thing ever. But for big events or my birthday, she hand makes me a card and it is usually like a photoshopped image of me or she'll like put somebody else on it and it's iconic and it's amazing and I love it so much. It is literally one of my favorite gifts that I get. And again, yes, that the, the cost of that was the time spent creating it and then printing it. But truly, that is a very, very, very low-cost gift. And I would a million times over rather get a gift like that that somebody, you know, put intention and love into instead of putting a ton of money into. And if, if there's someone in your life who doesn't care that it would financially impact you negatively and just wants an expensive gift, I would reevaluate that relationship. I really would because that might not be somebody who genuinely has your best interest in mind. And so I would just think through that. So as you're going through, if you want to back circling back, if you do want to increase how much you're spending, you're a grown ass adult, you're allowed to do that. But what is the outcome of that? If the outcome of you increasing how much you're spending in total, so you can, you know, increase how much you're spending on each of the people you're gift giving to how does that impact you? Is that the difference of you going into more credit card debt, which is going to negatively financially impact you, which is also going to stress you out more, which is been really bad, hard on your mental health, which is whatever else. Like, is that alignment for you? Is that worth it to you? Is that what you want to do? Maybe it's something where you're like, you know what? I had, I have a couple hundred dollars that I could allocate for gift giving, but I just wasn't planning on it. But honestly, like I would love to do that. Okay. Then, you know, then, then alignment looks like that and you're allowed to do that. There's spending more isn't wrong. That's not against the, the goal. The goal is alignment. And so checking in, but, but the big thing here is understanding if there is just this feeling inside of you, that's like, I just feel like I should do more. I feel like I should spend more. I feel like I'm not doing enough. Ask yourself how much of that is tangible. How much could you increase how much you're spending to feel like you're doing enough, to feel like you're giving back enough, to feel like what you're doing is enough? Because sometimes a lot of that is mental. Sometimes a lot of that is mindset. Sometimes a lot of that is not has nothing to do with money. And it's more the fear of what if I'm not feeling good enough? And what if I, I just so desperately want to feel loved and I want the people around me to feel loved and you are subconsciously associating that with, I need to spend more to show that. And so when we can walk through that mindset and realize, oh, wait, 
like, wait a second, that isn't actually fixing me spending more, especially in a situation where it would cause me more financial stress. That's not actually going to make me feel like I'm doing more or whatever else. Like those are some internal beliefs that I want to focus on and and heal and work through. So anyway, back to our tangible gift giving. Let's say you're going down your list and you're like, I have some people where, you know, in order for me to stay with the spending that feels most aligned, I only have like 10 bucks or 15 bucks allocated. And I don't like, what can you get with $10 these days, right? This is really when you can come back to the fun, creative energy of gift giving, in my opinion, and really coming back to, okay. And again, you can always like move things around where let's say you allocated more for somebody and you ended up getting a gift less for them and you want to take that and put it with somebody else. Okay. But also you can do so much with $10. You can do so much with $5 or with $15 or whatever else. And again, start, you know, create a homemade card, do something like that. Go and um, thrifting. Some of like some of my favorite gifts that I've gotten were very, very, very affordable thrifting finds that a friend or family friend of mine, I'll, I'll give this example. Right when I published my book, I have a book that came out it's called Deeper the Money and, um, and it's a great Christmas present and you should definitely give it as a Christmas gift for all of your loved ones. But that there, there we go. Add that, add that to the, add that to the list, but you can get it on Amazon. You can get it wherever. Um, but anyway, when I came out with that, my book, when I published the book, a family friend of mine found, had thrifted this dictionary and it's tan, which totally matches the aesthetic of my home. It's tan and it's very weathered. And in huge letters on the side, it says Penguin Random House. And Penguin Random House is who I got my book deal through. It's who my book is published. And so a friend of mine, a family friend of mine gave me that as a gift and, you know, a card that was like, congratulations, blah, blah, blah. And then this gift. And it was so thoughtful to me. It was so meaningful that she had found that book and then thought of me and then given it as a gift. And um, again, she was like, this was, it was so wild. It was such a, it was an affordable find, whatever else. So something like that, where it's like, hey, I saw this and it reminded me of you. That's so special. That's so fun. And you can get so creative, right? It can be something where one year, one of my friends for Christmas gave me this dress that I had literally borrowed from her like 50 times. And I loved this dress. And as a holiday gift, she gave it to me. She was like, you love this dress more than I do. Merry Christmas. And it was the best gift ever. Oh my gosh. I loved it. So things like that, where it's like, what is something you you don't have to spend more money to be more thoughtful or to really give something that matters. And there are just so many different things that you can do. Back to the baking cookies for your neighbor example. I've talked about this before on Instagram, but 
one of my best friends, he makes protein balls and he makes the best protein balls. And, but the protein balls he makes have uh, whey protein in them, which I can't have because I'm dairy free and they have chocolate chips in them. And one time he made a bunch of protein balls and he was down. I had a big um, friends weekend at my lake house and he brought stuff to make protein balls for everybody. And not only did he bring stuff to make protein balls for everybody, he also got dairy-free protein and dairy-free chocolate chips and made a separate batch of the protein balls so I could have dairy-free ones. And that was so things like that and and now that's it's like my favorite thing ever and i'm always like he every so often he'll bring me a bag of them and it's a ziploc baggie that has my name on it with dairy-free protein balls and they're my favorite and it it's so thoughtful it's so thoughtful to me and even just something where maybe you have a favorite sauce and it's dairy-free and you have a friend who's dairy-free and you put a bow on it and you're like, this is my favorite sauce. It's dairy-free. I want you to try it, whatever else. Maybe it is a friend of yours that you know her favorite color and you get her something that is her favorite color and you're like, I got this for you because I know your favorite color is this. Sometimes I think the most thoughtful gifts aren't about the gifts. They're specifically about like, I know you and I see you and I love you. And this is me showing you like that I see you and I hear you and I love you. And I think when I come back to that so often in my gift spending or in my gift giving or gift spending or whatever else, it isn't just about the money. It really isn't. And again, a lot of that is, you know, going up against a lot of like capitalism and a lot of the pressure of the holidays of, you want to give something that is, is wonderful and like is whatever else is, is just perfect. And sometimes the perfect gifts, a lot of times the perfect gifts are not the most expensive ones. And they really are the ones that are meaningful. And so take some time and and think through that of of what you want this to look like because my wish for you this holiday season is that you find alignment in a way where you go through the holidays and you think, oh my gosh, I'm so grateful to have spent my money in the way I've spent. I'm so happy that I've allocated this money and it feels so good to spend it. I don't feel stressed. I don't feel anxious. I feel so content. I love the gifts that I'm giving. They're intentional. They're thoughtful. I'm so proud And you get to focus on more than just the stress of, is this enough? Did I spend enough? Did I do enough? Whatever else. Because that's not what the holiday season is about. And again, what I always come back to is the people that you're giving gifts to, ideally in an ideal world, they want the best for you. They don't want, like, I would never want someone to be stressed about, oh my gosh, what do I get Chloe or should I get Chloe gift or what do I spend? Like whatever else. I would never, ever, ever want that because I, I never want the people around me and my loved ones to be stressed out about anything. Right. Um, nonetheless be the reason for that. And again, like just taking the time to think about somebody and write them a card and whatever else, 
truly can be so impactful. You have no idea. So anyway, I'm going to wrap up this episode, but I want you to truly think about making these holidays meaningful and intentional and finding alignment in your spending and really getting to the root of what that looks like. And the other thing is, remember that this is not your last opportunity to give someone a gift. If you find something and you're like, oh my gosh, I want to get that for the, you know, for my friend, but like spending that much right now is stressful. Okay. Maybe it's something where that she, you know, she's a birthday next year and you're going to put a pen in this and maybe get that for her for her birthday or something. This is not your last opportunity to gift give whatsoever. Um, so make sure that it's in alignment, make sure that it's intentional. And again, it allows you to focus on giving in a way that feels really good and really serves those around you, whether it's giving to your friends, whether it's giving to the community, like local communities, people in your community, whoever make it intentional and make it an alignment because when it's an alignment, the better it gets, the better it gets, the better it gets, the better it gets for the people you're serving, the better it gets for you. And it gets to feel good and you get to focus on that. And that is what I wish for you this holiday season. I hope you have a great rest of your day and have so much fun planning out all of your gift giving and let it be in alignment. And we'll see you back next week for another episode of the Deeper Than Money podcast. 